It's recording. <laughs> so is this one. <laughs> okay. Um, welcome to Sister Saints. Today we're really excited to be here. This is our first episode. Um, my name's Christine. I'll be your host. And this is Mindy Rayano. She is also one of the hosts, but we're going to get her interview today um, about her mission. We actually came up with Sister Saints together. We were sitting at lunch and sharing Sister Missionary stories. And um, I went home and I was thinking about how incredible these stories are. And I just feel like sisters have such a huge impact on missionary work. And it's been so long since we've been out and since we've taught and it still impacts us every single day. And I just think it could really help a lot of people. And so we started going with it. So yes, we're excited <laughs> to have Mindy. And um, I'm going to introduce her. <laughs> um, she is awesome. <laughs> She's one of my really best friends. She was one of my um, first companions. She was actually my trainer out in the mission. We both served in Barcelona, Spain many, many years ago. <laughs> around 2002 to 2005-ish is when we were out there. Um, she is a Utah born, Utah born and raised. She has four kids. Um, she loves camping and being outdoors <laughs> and she tends to work in primary often and she loves it. It's so fun. And yeah, that's Mindy. She's also, she's been working in the accounting field for a long time. She's super smart, super smart with numbers. And, um, she's one of like the most calm, patient people that I know. She's really great. So I'm excited for you guys to get to know her. Well, thank you, Christine. Okay. <laughs> Um, we So how we're going to do this is we want to hear missionary stories and experiences. So I um, just have some questions to ask her about um, yeah, her experiences out there, and then she can um, explain those, and then also how it's impacted her life today is what we're kind of going for. So I know as missionaries, we always hear, at least we did when we were younger, and I'm pretty sure people still say it today, there's so many, you experience the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Um, how did you see that and experience that when you were out there? So <clears throat> it's very true. And before going out, I had no idea what that meant. I was like, why would you experience the highest highs and lowest lows? It seems like you would just be always on the high, right? But um, there are often times where you feel like you're getting rejected or the message is getting rejected and you just want people to come to Christ. And um, when I first went out, my trainer in the evenings before we went to bed, she would say, okay, let's share a miracle that we experienced today. And um, it made me realize how much Heavenly Father plays a part in our lives, how much his hand is really there every day, how aware he is of us, how much he loves us. And even when you're experiencing those lows, <clears throat> he's still there. And he's still helping us feel his love. And, um, and I think just looking for it helps us realize that he is there and he hasn't forgotten us. Um, and so I think even now, I always think about like, you know, if I'm having a tough day, well, what kind of, what, what miracle did I see that day? Where did I see Heavenly Father's hand in my life? And, um, and I know like on the mission, when you are contacting people and you are testifying to them and you feel the spirit and you know that they felt the spirit, but they still didn't really want to hear more. And I just look back and I think about how 
you're just planting those seeds and that Heavenly Father is aware of them and he loves them and it may take a little bit of time, but they, you know, they felt that and you know that they felt that. And um, I remember on the mission, they would always say like some quote of, if you've, you know, testified to this person, it takes seven times of being contacted before they listen to a discussion or whatnot. And obviously there's some that listen quicker than others, but I just remember I've never felt rejected or, or, you know, super depressed because I knew that the plant, the seed was being planted. Heavenly Father's aware of them. He's aware of me and he wants us to succeed. He doesn't want us to fail. And that's how it is in life as well. He wants us to be happy and to find joy, even in tough situations, even when there are trials that we have. Um, <clears throat> but to look for him and to know that he's there for us. That's awesome. There's, I was just, I actually just got a letter from one of my aunts talking about um, my grandparents and how they were baptized. They actually were first contacted by two sisters way back. I mean, it was probably 60, 70 years ago. And so two sisters had just gone over there and showed them a bunch of videos. And, but then the two sisters got transferred and they never, uh, so the sisters actually brought them to church once and they introduced them to the ward and then the ward ended up converting my grandparents. And that's how mm -hmm. I am a member today is because of these two sisters. And they were called when my grandparents or when my grandparents passed away, then someone got in touch with them and they were able to come and see, I mean, my grandparents had eight kids and there were over like a hundred grandkids and wow. I don't know how many grand, great grandkids, but they were like, I think we were just going about our day, just doing what we were supposed to do. And they were, I don't, probably their first, my grandparents' first introduction to the church, but they had no idea the impact that they had. And I mean, what a beautiful lesson that it's not, I mean, sometimes you're at the very beginning of the introduction to the church and sometimes you're at the end, but like God has this plan for each of the of uh, uh, each of every, everyone out there. I don't know. I think it's so awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that. So um, also another thing, how did you experience ministering to the one out there? So <clears throat> one of the experiences that really impacted me and um, helped me realize that the gospel is there for everyone. And also going back to how Heavenly Father is aware of us is... Um, when I was contract or when I was contacting people on the street with my companion, and we found a woman, and we said, "Hey, we're missionaries from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints," and she said, "Oh, I'm a member of that church," and we're like, "Wait, what?" You know, and we got her information, and she's like, "I would love for you to come and just share a message with me, in my home." And so we scheduled a time, and we went over and we talked to her, and her husband was there. And her husband was not a member. And he sat in and he listened to um, our discussion that we had with her. And then after, um, she contacted us and said, he really liked what you guys had to say and he would love for you guys to come back. And she started coming to church every Sunday and she brought him with her. And um, it just took that simple act of visiting somebody to get her motivated to go back to church, to get her husband interested. Um, we later passed him on, off to the elders to, be, to teach 
to be able to teach him. And back then, it was more like the sisters in our mission would teach the women and families, and then the elders would teach the men. So uh, we decided in case she wasn't able to be there as well, that we would just pass him off to the, the elders. And he ended up getting baptized. And I just remember having such a strong feeling that something as simple as ministering nowadays, but back then it was visiting teaching. One visit could have changed and impacted so many lives because all it was was one visit that we went over and we talked to her and shared our testimonies and she was coming back to church. Isn't that so crazy? It's crazy. And, And whether it be like she didn't know where the church was or she just hadn't you know, become accustomed to going yet, being in a different country or whatnot. But it just took that simple visit. And we were able to have her come back, have her husband join the church. I think even her sister was there and she came back. So just these little things can impact lives and bring miracles into their lives as well. And so how has that story impacted you today? Um, well, I, I definitely take ministering serious. I don't feel like, you know, I don't want to brag on people either. (laughs) I don't feel like, you know, it's something to be taken lightly and, and all my callings, I feel the same way. Like I can do a little bit better or a little bit more and, um, whether or not it's expected of me, you know, and I feel like with ministering nowadays, it's very different and a lot is not expected of us. And that we have to put forth the time and energy in praying for them and finding them and talking with them, becoming friends and making them feel comfortable enough to call us if they need something. And I have, uh, I currently have a single sister that I minister to and she, one day, she's a teacher and one day she got up to leave to go to work and her car battery was dead. And, and I, I'm sure she was like, I don't even know who would I call. Like my car is inside the garage. Nobody can reach it with jumper cables, you know, but she called me and I was like, oh yeah, I have a little battery pack thing that has jumper cables on it. And I just took it over and I jumped her car for her. And, but it made me feel good that I know that she feels comfortable enough to call me if she needs something. Isn't that so awesome? I just think so often as a missionary, then you just think, oh, how am I going to leave this area? I'm only here for this amount of time. What is going to happen to all these people when I'm gone? But I love that in our church, then there's this organization set up where it's like, like you watch out for this person, you take care of this person and they'll take care of this person. And as if all of us are doing our jobs of like, watching out for people and I I've heard some people say it's like assigned friends (laughs) and I don't mind that because sometimes I have a hard time like making friends or like putting myself out there and so I love that it's like this is your assigned friend I'm like okay and I honestly I could be a lot better (laughs) well I always felt like too like when I get assigned somebody I'm like I would have never gotten to know them otherwise and they are so incredible and they and our friendships got so much deeper after being assigned, you know, a friend, but it's just more than that. Cause you get to know them, you get to love them and you get another friend and somebody who you might get help from, or they get help from you, but there's serving going on, which is also serving our heavenly father, you know, and just, yeah, just the spirit that goes along with it. I think it makes all the difference. And I love that. I think that's so great. 
Um, so I also want to hear about um, receiving revelation. How how did you experience that when you were out there, and how has it influenced you today? Okay, um, I think as missionaries, you know, you have the spirit with you. You're praying all the time. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. You want to live worthy. You want to have the spirit with you. You're praying all the time. Um, And I think, you know, I think one time when we were serving together, there was a time we were going to enter a building and the spirit's like, don't go in there. And we're like, okay. So we left. But I mean, you have those little things, but there's also things that are bigger. Like you are pondering, you have questions, you want to know more about something well, our mission president at the time, he um, had us read a conference talk that talked about Revelation, and then he let us go. So our companion, we had to be, you know, within eyesight, but far enough away that we couldn't talk to each other. We couldn't really, you know, hear what one was doing versus the other. And um, so I sat on a park bench. My friends or my companion sat on, sat on. She's my friend too, but <laughs> my companion sat on another park bench, and. Um, we were able to have our scriptures and a notebook and that talk and just go through and ponder like what questions we had, what um, things that we were experiencing that we needed Heavenly Father's help with. And I remember just sitting there, I had my scriptures open and I would start reading and then um, I'd receive an answer and I'd write down my answer to the question and then I, the pages would turn and then I would receive more answers and more and more. And I just received all the answers to all my questions that I had. And I knew, I mean, I know this is probably pretty primary, but I knew then that I can receive answers from the scriptures. That's one of, maybe it's, maybe it's a spiritual gift. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's different for everyone. But I felt like that was always a place that I could go to receive answers. And I mean, fast forward years later, I'm still doing that. I'm still searching the scriptures for answers when I have questions to everyday things, even things that you wouldn't think would be in the scriptures, but they are. So, so what's an example of today when you've seen that happen? So um, a few years back, my husband was still in school, physical therapy school, and he, um, we were like, I think it's time that we buy a house. Like, I feel like this is a good time. He's close to graduating. I think it's a good time to go out on the limb and and to do that and make an investment, right? So we can make money and be able to get better house later. So we were praying about it and I'm like, I don't know. So I opened up the scriptures and in Doctrine and Covenants, you know, I, I never remember reading the scripture, you know, before, but of course it's always been there, but it said, stay where you are and save your money. <laughs> and so we knew that we weren't going anywhere and um, that it, it's something that Heavenly Father wanted us to know and that it was important enough that he would point it out to us. And, you know, and I think when you're reading, you have to read with the Spirit. You can't just read like, oh, let's see what there is and expect the answer to be there like that either. Um, but there's been many times where I just go to the scriptures to find answers to things like that, even just trivial things in life. Isn't that so awesome? I just think of, um, we've just been reading First Nephi, you know, all the time and getting the Liahona and comparing, and there's all these talks comparing the scriptures to the Liahona. And so often we're like, 
I don't know. <laughs> like that Liahona pointed the direction. But then as we really ponder and as we really search the scriptures, then God will give us the answers. It's not going to be as simple as like, go this way or don't go this way. But at the same time, he's like, I'm giving you the tools to like, listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think everybody, like I was trying to talking and mentioned that the spiritual gifts and I think people receive answers in different ways and sometimes I receive them through prayer but a lot of times I've noticed it's through scripture for me but I do think it's such an individual thing and that's one important lesson you know on the mission that I learned is that that's a way that I can receive it you know and and maybe it's not the same for you or maybe it, it is but um, we all have different ways, but Heavenly Father's there. He wants to reveal things to us. He wants us to receive answers from Him. He wants to guide us and to help us. And I'm just grateful that we have those tools, you know, and whether it be a conference talk or, or whatever, um, but we have those tools at our um, disposal. Disposal, <laughs> thank you. At our disposal and that He is there and He just... He wants us to come back, you know? He loves us so much. I know. It's so it's so amazing to have all the tools, everything accessible, and we're the ones that have to act. We're the ones that have to do. Yes. He's not going to force us to do anything. And so I think that's so great. Um, thank you so much, Mindy. Yeah. I thought that was so fun. I love, love, love hearing these stories. I mean, it brings me back to that time, but also um, it fills me with, like, just good feelings like good thoughts it makes me want to do better and be better and that is our podcast for today thanks thank thanks you for being here ah. <laughs> how was it oh it's okay <laughs> right when I said <coughs> I knew I wasn't gonna remember the word disposal like as I was saying I'm like oh, oh she said something else matter. I was like at our hands <laughs> I was <laughs> Okay, calm down, calm down. <clears throat> yeah. So did you get it? Oh. <laughs>